five, four, three, two, one. Thursday night CrossFit talk with Scott Schweitzer and Jamie Latimer. We about to change the game. We out here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the sky. We about to change the game. We out here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the sky. Hey, Corey, they're going down. Give them more that we got. Kick them the door. Try to knock, but nobody answered. I'm going hard and taking my chances. I give it moving. I give up fans and keep it against What is going on, everybody? Welcome. The Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. I'm Scott. She's Jamie. We're here an hour early tonight Ooh. because Jamie's boy, Tyson Bajan, is starting for the Bears. Let's go. So we're doing this so we can kind of watch the game later. Um, the first thing I have to talk about is because we're, we're talking Tyson Bajan. Last week's trivia question or prediction was... How many yards would Tyson Bajan throw for? And it's hard to tell by timestamp, but if, if Mr. DeLapp got it in for the game, he hit it dead on. Really? And if he did, if he did, then he wins the prize. I think by the way YouTube does it, he did it before the game. But I know, I know that Ken is a man of morals and yeah. he will tell us if he beat it before the game. Yeah. If not, then he read the box score and threw in the number. What's the word, Ken? So if he knew Saturday lucky guess. <laughs> wow. I, I, because like everybody else's guesses were Friday. And his said one day later. So I, th I think it is authentically Saturday. But when he hit it dead on, I had to I had to make sure. Yeah. Impressive. So 220 yards passing, dead on. Nailed it. You'll be getting a mystery pack of mint trading cards, Ken, in the mail this coming week. Got a holiday tomorrow, so it may be delayed a little bit. But there you go. All we ask is that you tag us and Wad Zombie in what you get because we don't know what's in the mystery pack. They come in in a black package, so I don't even know what's in them. <laughs> so there you go. Congratulations, Ken. You are the winner of the mystery pack of mint trading cards. That's cool. So with that, anything happened this week? No, nothing. Nothing. It's cold here. It was really nice today, but it's get, it's getting cold here. How about you? Uh, yeah, just trying to read through this uh, CrossFit announcement, trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, have a document with some comments, and I guess we can dig right in. All right. And it's been a lot of talk already. Now. So we try to be positive. We try to be positive on this show, but there's going to be some negativity tonight. Just warning you now. We also sent a link out to Carolyn Prevo um, that if she has time, she's going to jump on and give us her input as well. However, she is a full-time teacher as well as a kick-ass athlete. 
and she has to get report cards done tonight. So there we go. Uh, Lex, I'm not promising a riff, but I'm telling you as we talk through this, you're probably going to get seven of them. So we'll start from the beginning. We'll go through the season. We'll talk about it. And we're going to talk about all the aspects because we're not going to leave anybody out. Okay. First, we start with the open. Pretty much the same as last year. Three week open. We got workout, the first workout February 29th through March 3rd, the second March 7th to the 11th, and the third March 14th to the 18th. So mark your calendars now. You know where, when those are. So right off the bat, day. they moved it back. They did. Yeah. And look who's with us. Hey. Hello, hello. Report card's done? Not quite. <laughs> I figured I needed a small little break. I'm almost done. I'm almost there. Awesome. Well, we, we're going through the season bit by bit. We just started with the open. Nothing really new there other than the dates kind of moved back a little bit. I know this, this was brought brought up somewhere else that that kind of could be an issue for spring breakers. And I'm curious for you, Carolyn, where, like, when does your spring break fall? I, w I was a little bit mad about wh when the open was because I wanted to do my quarterfinals like last year in uh, California at Lex's gym. And I had the whole week off, which was great. Like that timing was perfect for my, um, Hey, now, Lex. It was just perfect for my schedule of the March break, just because, like, now if I want to go to California, because Lex will help me out and, you know, and coach me and stuff like that, I would have to take multiple days off with that quarterfinal being longer, that extra day. Um, now, like, my free week of March break is during the Open, which doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, and even then for my students, um, like, I can do the Open with them. Uh, like I could judge them technically for a week or two or even almost all three weeks in the past. And then this this time around, there's going to be that break. So some of them, if they want to do the open, they would have to go and find another gym, which is they probably won't do that versus if they were just at school still. And then the um, the open is more in February. Like I could judge them either. Like th they often do them, but they don't always sign up because I don't want to charge some of them. But we normally do the workouts like either on the Friday or on the Monday. Um, as a class and then they would come and do it at lunch. So that was really fun. So I won't be able to do one of the weeks probably this time. Yeah. And for those people that don't know, Carolyn's school is actually has an affiliate in it. Um, so that's they, so cool. that, that's super cool. So now we're going to get to quarterfinals. We move from 10% to 25%. I'll just leave it there. Let's start with that because that's a big one. 10% to 25%. Is there a justifiable reason why we need to go from 10 to 25? No. Yeah. I mean, if money is your justified, like I actually was just watching um, Get With Programming and they said like, you know, like if, if they're going to at least like tell us, hey, we're trying to supplement here, put a little bit more money here, or it's going to go to Legends and Pit and Wheelwad. Um, 
I think maybe some people would get on board. Like, hey, we're just trying to generate a little bit more money to like open up these avenues. People would have been like, okay, cool. Um, but to just say in the name of inclusivity when it really wasn't necessarily inclusive last year, like, I don't know how, I don't know how many people are actually even going to get on board. Yeah. Like that, that's what I thought too, with the money thing that I was like, oh, well maybe it's a way that they can generate revenue for those divisions that they're doing separate. Um, like that would make the most sense, but I'm assuming, like, I just don't know how those competitions are getting any revenue except for the registration fees of uh, the participants at their event. Um, like as cross, like, I guess th that hasn't been announced yet. Like is CrossFit involved really in those? Are they programming for them? Is it all just pit and then legends and then the adaptive, like the wheel wad, like who's doing the programming for them after um, and where's the money going from the open? I do know that CrossFit has said they're giving them a budget. Okay. I also believe they don't know what that budget is yet. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think there is going to be some money given from CrossFit to those events to be able to hold them, but how much they're not really sure of yet. And it's really hard to plan. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that too, Lex. They said they have autonomy on the programming, but they're overseeing it. That's kind of what I think Joe did the master's chatter podcast and sort of talked about it a little bit. Will it be overseen? Like the sanctional season was overseen as well. Yeah. Right. Because it didn't look like <laughs> some, of the, some of those were overseen and had any type of, you know, Continue, like well, all of them are so different. Um, let's, I guess yeah. it'll be interesting to let's see what that a, even implies. Here's the one spot where I can give them the benefit of the doubt for now. And that is with the um, sanctional season, you didn't see Dave and Adrian and all those people traveling to those sites and meeting with those people. They have been much more active with legends, Pitt and, Wheelwad than they ha they ever were with the sanctionals. Yeah, I mean, uh, Adrian was at the pit pit team throwdown this past year. They're going to the Legends. Even uh, both Adrian and Dave were at the Rogue Invitational, and Dave doesn't normally travel very often. And he went to the NorCal one that I was at for a day. He went to Rogue. I think only for a day for Rogue, but seems like they're traveling more to these competitions. Um, which is definitely a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they are going to take a more active role than they did with sanctionals, but let we'll wait and see, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that one for now. But here's where I had a question about this whole like 20, 25%. There's a little caveat that says with a minimum of 50 athletes from each division, if you're thinking that you're not going to have, what would it be, 200 athletes from Africa or South America or Asia, then should they be getting 40 semifinal spots? If there's only 200 people in the entire country or less than 200 people, because if it's less than, they would automatically get bumped up to 50 for quarters. 
That's, I think it's for, I think that that caveats for adaptive. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't foresee that being okay. an issue for any of the regions, like 50 people, mm -hmm. like that's nothing like that. I think that would be more, yeah, maybe for the adaptive or something for a certain division. Okay. That makes sense. I, in all of this, like their overarching theme was just uniformity um, and easy numbers, but I don't, I can't, I can't really get on board there. Like, like if you have an idea like that, like it's 50, then just say it's 50 and adaptive and then say it's 200 or a thousand for 60 plus, like just give us the darn number, go off of last year and say what it is. It's 20,000 people have that. Like we should know going in 20,000 people are, have the opportunity in the open to move on to quarterfinals. Just because, give it a flat number. Yeah. Because even in the open, let's say they go off of week one registration numbers. Cause that's normally what happens. They go off of week one. Then all of a sudden, week two, week three, there's they don't even fill in the scores. Well, what is the actual amount of people that registered for all three workouts and performed all three wor workouts? Is it 25% of that or is it 25% of week one? Because that, I mean, that that's another topic of discussion now. It's like, are they going to invalidate or at least zero scores so that people that are specialists in certain things aren't just popping up on the leaderboard and... Like I can make a profile if I really wanted to pay 20 bucks and put in scores behind mine every single time, just behind mine a little bit that I'm affecting the leaderboard. No one's ever going to see that. No video is going to like, and all, all I'm, just, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to do that, but I'm saying people can do that. Like there's no video review stuff. Um, like, yeah. 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 I totally agree. The, the, that's the thing. Like we have to wait to hear what the number is. Everyone has to like go in and look and be like, okay, what's 25% of my, of my bracket. Like, I just think it's more confusing. And then you're trying to figure that out each week. Did it change? So like, like just give us a number right now, you know what the registry and maybe, and maybe that changes 1, each year. Like top yeah, 1, exactly. Boom in North America, top 1000 in Europe, top 200 in Africa. I don't know. Like, you know, like something like that where it's, just set in stone. Mm -hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. And if those so numbers, if that registration number increases so much from year to year, then you adjust maybe, you know, down the road, but like right away, just, just call that number. Yep. So we have a ton of topics to get to tonight. Lex is giving us so many more. I know. <laughs> here till midnight. She's making sure yeah. that I don't finish my report cards tonight. I told her, I was like, get in that chat. <laughs> right. So, so I think we've, so we've talked about it from just an overall kind of perspective or spectator perspective, but the affiliates now with 25% going to quarterfinals that what they have to go through. And I have some notes. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go off the top of my head, but um, affiliate owners have to do all that you have to get qualified judges now for quarters because it matters more, right? It has to be a certified judge for those scores to move forward. Yeah. Plus the volunteers to help set up, tear down all that stuff. And, and I heard it said somewhere where like you're ramping up for the open, your community is used to that. And then when he opens over, they're kind of done and it's this small group that kind of moves on but you're going to have to gear up and get everybody back on board to set up all that stuff for quarterfinals now. 
Yeah, because it's looking like the open, they're not going to do maybe as much taping and all of that possibly. And then for the quarters, that's like the more serious. And that's the harder one to get through all those athletes. But if you're, so I talked to Rudy Berger, wife last night, Rudy Berger's wife. Like there were so few people in their gym that made that 10% that they pretty much had like the ability to tape off and, use the whole gym to record video, have four different angles, have all the stuff, right? They're afraid that now with 25%, so many more of their athletes are going to make it. It's going to be hard to find time to do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think like, I understand you want to get people excited and, and improve to the point where they're trying to like get to these next stages, but it almost, I worry that it's going to like become more of a shit show and more bad movement and more like sort of not caring because of you're throwing too much at the affiliate owner all at once. And here's my last comment about this expansion is they never defined what the open is trying to do, right? Yeah. Is yeah. it a qualification for the games or is it a community event? Because it's really hard to be both. Now you have another stage where you're opening up to 25% and it's not really defined. Are we just expanding the open to have a bigger community event? Or is this truly a qualification for the fittest on earth? Like and without that definition, it becomes very, very hard to program for and to figure out. Because last year with 10%, and I'm... I'm not calling her out, but my co-host Amy on the roundtable made quarterfinals last year. The workouts that were put out there were so hard for her. Now, she did things she never thought she could do. But that's it. the 10%. What's going to happen when we go to 25%? Yeah. We almost need a scale division for that for the quarterfinals. <laughs> Let's just do an RX and a scale division of these workouts. Yes, like yeah. there's gonna be like there's gonna be a lot of people that I mean, unless it's really bottled neck like last year, it's like movement gets heavier but or like harder or heavier. I don't think every workout should be like that though. I, yeah, I, I don't either. Um the, yes, Kat makes a very good point here. It it makes it hard for local events to be held during that time frame now that so many people are going to make quarters. That yeah, because like yeah, local gyms should be able to make some revenue and start doing, start hosting some local comps and you can't do it. You can't do it in early April. You can't, you probably can't do it at the end of April. You can't like people will just come off of that. So like you're wiping out a month of possible revenue stream for gyms to hold host local comps. Well, in addition to that, how many of those athletes are going to say, screw the quarterfinals. I have a better shot at doing well at my local comp than finishing a thousandth in quarterfinals. And so then are you making the money you thought you were going to make anyway? Well, and then Lex is going to qualify we'll, for quarterfinals three months out of Tommy John surgery. <laughs> Just submit all these scores and you're good. There you go. Will it be like last year? And that's where the programming will really matter because I feel like you had until that first Monday or you could sign up till that first 
Friday or whatever that till the first two scores were due. And so people saw the programming and were, were like, I'm not signing up. And I, so I feel like if, if money is their true motivation, they're going to have to be really smart about this programming because if people see it and they're like, Nope, can't do any of it. They aren't signing up. Like we saw that last year. So I hate to interrupt the flow of the show, but Jamie, is there any way you can turn your mic down a little yeah. bit? Let's see. Because you're you're getting heated, and uh, I'm yelling. I'm yelling again. Yeah. And start calling you John Young. <laughs> <laughs> or we will not do that. <laughs> um, but it's a, there's like no one's like it's just hard. Like, how do the affiliate owners? Like, I just feel like they're always trying to sell the open and stuff. And then it's like, well, why can't people are always like, why can't I just do it for free? And it's like, what's the incentive for the affiliate owners, right? To keep pushing for the open, to keep pushing for the quarters. Like if they're not getting any money back or anything really, it's more of a hassle for the affiliate owners, right? So it's like CrossFit needs to come up with a plan that makes the affiliates want to put in their members in the open, in the quarters. And like, if they're having to have judges, they're having to, cancel classes because members are having to do these workouts or whatever, like they need to be making money. So like some of that money should be getting like a kickback to the affiliates or something. Right. And then, then you're, then it's like, Oh, let's try to get more people to qualify so that we can get more money back. And well, you know, it becomes something. And JR mentioned something like that. And it was just like, that's yeah. Like that's smart. Like that's what should have been decent point. Yeah. Well, and I think I heard Brian Friend say that only 5% of the people who qualified for the quarterfinals last year, only 50% of the people that qualified for quarterfinals last year signed up. So of the 10%, only 5% signed up. Mm -hmm. So are, is there going to be more loss when you expand it out to 25? Or are you going to gain some of those 10% who now like, well, now I'll be able to do it because we're expanding it out. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to semifinals. So in, well, let's start with the elites, seven regions, just like there always have been Africa, Asia, Europe, North America, East, North America, West, Oceania, and South America. Top 40 individual men and women and top 30 teams from each region will compete in person at the CrossFit semifinals. So, translation, North America loses 40, 40 spots at semifinals. Europe loses 20 spots at semifinals. And now you're putting Europe on the same playing field as Africa, South America, and Asia. And teams lose eight spots. That's at the games, right? At it was just 30 Oh, yeah, yeah, at the games. Is our semis the same? 30? Th was there 30 teams last year? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I think this is where it becomes a complete shit show. So, um, I actually had, and I, I'm going to let you guys talk while I pull up a spreadsheet. Um, but this is where I think... The programming for quarterfinals is going to be so important because last year we had people outside that 40 
who went on to the games to finish top 20. Mm -hmm. And was it the programming that didn't allow them to like show their skill level to get to semis or was it, they didn't try hard enough. Like I find that hard to believe. Um, so I'm going to pull that up while you guys kind of discuss this a little bit. Some people are just online people and then they show up to the semifinals and they freaking aren't the same people. It's like, like even like last year, like I was, I was almost close to the, like to that 40, I feel like last year. And then I get to in-person and then some of the people that I was like been looking on the leaderboard and I start looking at how they're performing in person. I'm like, they don't look half of much. Like how do they get all those good scores online? And I'm sure you know the same thing, right? Like Jamie, like it's the same thing when you're competing masters and you know, you're good in person. And then you have those people that are really, really good online. And then, so like, yeah, cutting those people. Like there's people like, like said Brent who could struggle or yellow hosta who uh, like Brent did really well last year online, but normally he's not someone that would perform like amazing online because a lot of the movements favor you know, shorter people, there's less running, there's less machine based things like yellow hosta is a really good machine guy and, and moving, you know, odd objects. And that's not going to be really in the quarters. Um, but I, I wonder if they'll add stuff to the list of equipment for quarters, like an echo bike or like a skier or something like that sandbag. Like I'm wondering if some of that, and if they do, they should release that soon. Yeah. Agreed. So that would, here's that would make for a better test, I guess, but not every gym has access to that, and that wouldn't be fair. Mm -hmm. So here is the spreadsheet, um, and this is North America East. Uh, I'm going to try to sort this by semifinal finish. Okay, here we go. So these are people that would not have made semifinals last year. You look at the top Garrett Clark just saw him at rogue, mm -hmm. right? He finished 16th at semifinals. He would have been 42nd coming in and cut, not even out there. Norman Woodring 45th coming in, finished 18th at semifinals. Colin Garnett 48th coming in 21st at semis. One, I think, these are people that wouldn't have made it that finished fairly high in semis. We didn't see them at the games. That's fine. But it's showing that the programming at quarters did not identify the best athletes. These yeah. are people yeah. that would have been on the outside looking in that finished in the top half at well, semifinal. Just, it's, to me, it's just a different test. Like the quarters, like that's that your 40th or your 50th on those tests. And then that's what CrossFit is. It's all depending on the test. It's like where you are at the semis. It, it's hard to say, did you qualify the right athletes? Because it's it's a completely different test every single time. Like you could have a a, a snatch in the quarters and all of a sudden it's a clean and jerk at the semi. It's like, oh, we didn't qualify the right people. But really like that person just has a really good snatch or this person has a really good clean and jerk. So it's like, it's just really hard because of the way our sport is made. And it's just a different competition every single competition, like a different events. But by cutting... By cutting the the field down to forty, your your room for error is smaller, significantly. Right, because here we have Ashley Wozni, forty first, finished sixteenth, and that was in the in your semifinal mm -hmm. from like ninth to eighteenth, where it was like a handful of points. Mm 
from eighth from eighth to fifteenth was twenty points. I know that very well. <laughs> and she was one spot behind that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda Fisher came in fifty second, finished eighteenth. And, and Napoli, she was and she was in the top ten for a while there too. Here in Napoli, forty fourth coming in nineteenth, and these Danielle Peran finished Who won an event, right? Yeah, not to even to mention the people that affected the final standings. Right. So then we go to the West. And this was all done by Holly Dugan, Data Wad. Thank you so much. You're the best. Um, she's been working on this all day. Isaiah Vidal uh, came in 45th, finished 18th. Justin doing 49th to 28th. Not as not as skewed on in the West on the men's side. Let's look at the women. Uh, Hannah Black came in as a backfill, finished 16th. And then when we get to Europe, it gets really messy. Because here... Europe has always been so competitive in their quarterfinals and stuff every single year. Mm -hmm. When you're cutting them down more significantly than anybody else, right? Yella Hosta came in 44th, would have not made semis, finished fourth at semis, finished 10th at the games. Huge. Uh, Georgia's Marikiewicz came in as a backfill, finished 20th. Um, Sven Jeans came in as a backfill, finished 26th. And then we go over here to the women. I have to look over my mic. Uh, Rebecca Vittison came in in 55th place, finished 11th and finished 25th at the games. Madeline Person came in 59th, finished 18th. Norjay Bleeker came in as a backfill and finished 28th. I just, I don't even know if CrossFit did any research into this because their margin for error on this is, is like I said, super, super small. And Carolyn agreed with that. There were people like um, Marissa uh, in the West who almost won that box over event um, who came in and she would have, she wouldn't have been there um, down in the forties. Well, it's the um, same thing. Yeah, like Dan, uh, Paran, she won the snatch event in the East and she wouldn't have qualified to get there, right? Right. Right. Yeah, she came in 50th. Yeah. The the problem <laughs> is they don't, they've made it very clear they don't care about, honestly, I'd say like the bottom, like anyone over like, I, I, honestly, probably over like 10th place, but like easily 20th place and up. They don't care. They are looking to find the fittest and the top three will make it to quarterfinals and through and into semifinals and they will make it to the games and and get figured out. They don't care about the 40th place quarterfinalist who's going to get fifth at semis and 20th at the games. They don't care. Like Yella is the one person they maybe are like, yeah, that kind of, I mean, he was good. And they're basically willing to take that chance that it's yellow is like an outlier. It's going to be cheaper for them at semis. Cause now they only need to give us, you know, 40 belts instead of 
That's because that's all we got last year at semis, you know. Uh, so it's gonna be cheaper for that, and then the scheduling is easier because sixty athletes. I think they had to do an extra day um, in the east because we had more teams and stuff like that. So like for that, for the scheduling, I guess like that would make sense as to one of the reasons to cut it down so that it can have um, more consistency, I guess, between region to region. But like you said, Jamie, it just doesn't make sense in terms of. Um, they just don't care. <laughs> yeah, they don't. And, and what's sad is, again, it's, it, it just shows that they just are looking at this as a corporate view. They're like, they've turned everything into a business decision and, and not in the way that they're like trying to maximize growth per se of the sport, because you have to do that. We, it's, it's been clear, like you have to highlight the athletes and you have to like, show these stories and they all they think about is these top 10 and just re like putting these top 10 names out to people and that's gonna grow the sport but like who's gonna like the the big stories are the people who like keep trying to make it to semis and break through like a yellow like that's huge and you aren't if you don't give these people the shot of making it into semis because you've limited it so much it's it's going to be hard to convince some of these people to like keep fighting day in and day out for a result that probably is like more unlikely now to happen so just to piggyback on that my thought was you're killing your feeder system yeah yeah right we've already gone through an off season where all of the big three are doing mass invites with minimal qualifications. So your experience to go up against the best of the best is limited now because unless you get one of the five qualifying spots for Rogue, you get one of the qualifying few qualifying spots for Waterpalooza and Dubai didn't, didn't have a qualifier at all. Yep. So now the big three, you, you can't even get in to get any experience going up against the best of the best. And now you're cutting the semifinals down to a point where those athletes aren't getting any experience there either. And there's just no concern for the strengths of field too. Like where people are like, there's been some changes already this year of where people are moving and training camps. You start looking who can be coming back into the picture and you start looking, making the numbers and you're like, Ooh, like that, you know, top is very, very heavy. And then those that wrestling, there's not much room there that's left. Yeah. So like, it's, what's going to happen to that worldwide leaderboard that they that they made? We haven't heard anything from that. We haven't yeah, had the yeah. updated. We haven't had the the Brian Spinner that poll one be made. I'm assuming something should be happening with that post rogue. Uh, we're voters, yeah, um, we but have, we, didn't, we didn't have a ballot yet. Yeah. So. I just wait till I get yeah. my email. Me too. I I think, again, it goes back to the programming. And I think we're going to end up with, hopefully they don't broadcast like Africa because you're going to end up with, if programming's not right, more of that just no scores, people standing around not. And pe when people watch that stuff, they're like, how did these people get in? That's, that's you don't want for the sport. And like years ago, we would like – 
well, my first time qualifying to the games, I went directly from the open and you, you, you could basically say, okay, well, we used to do it that way. And we used to not even have semifinals. You can go directly from the games or back then the five weeks of the open, you'd go directly to regionals, which is semifinals. But I just feel like we're at a different point now. Like the sport has grown so much that like, you just can't do that anymore. Yeah. And you actually, and the programming really matters. When I think like during the COVID year, we it showed if you don't have experience out on the floor in competing against someone head to head, it doesn't just naturally come for a lot of people. Like you have to have practice at that. That's part of growing yourself into an athlete capable of, of advancing. So, so let's move to the masters. Masters are taking 200 people to semifinals in every division i'm i'm okay with that like that doesn't that's yeah. probably the one part i'm i'm not upset about i mean i think for the higher age groups i don't think you need 200 like the 65 divisions like that's almost everyone i f- almost feel like maybe yeah. it's i don't know how many 65 year olds plus are doing it, the open it but close. it's gotta be pretty close to 200 maybe 500 max I don't know, actually. No, it doesn't like. But I think that's a positive. That's a positive. Fine, it's online. It's it's no skin off of anybody's back. I think like we're good with that. Yeah. Um, it seems excessive, but but I'm okay with it. And then the adaptives are kind of being run by Wheelwad for the whole season. Like CrossFit's pretty much just punted and said, "You guys know how to do this." You do it to the best of your ability. They're going to get 20 athletes from each adaptive division will advance um, from the CrossFit Open by Wheelwad to the virtual adaptive CrossFit semifinal. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, they, the Wheelwad was basically the CrossFit Games, like, for them anyways. Like, right? Like, they, they had all, all the divisions were basically represented there and very few were represented at the Games. They're basically alternating per year. So I think they'll do a good job of um, of hosting that. Yeah, every adaptive athlete I talk to, I ask them, like, is Wheelwad your CrossFit Games? And they all said yes. That's what they look at as their championship. So I think this that for them, this is the most seamless transition of anybody. They just will get the official title of CrossFit Games champion now doing it the way they've always done it. I just think that they should, all the champions from the legends, from the pit, from the wheel rod, it should all essentially happen before the CrossFit games. And they all get invited to the CrossFit games and we do a ceremony or something for the, the, the champions. And you do like a little like highlight video of them and you, you know, you don't have to pay for their trip, but you can at least extend an invite. You could do a small little podium ceremony on one of the nights if you really like, you know, something, something to acknowledge their wins, I think would be nice. I, I agree with you. It should happen. I don't think it's going to happen before the games. No, I do not think it should be before the games. You don't? I think it should. No, no, I like you won't get any support from any games athletes if that's how you do it. Because everyone's busy training. Mm-hmm. 
what do you mean support? Like they would come to the event to go watch? Yeah, if if anyone's capable of coming to attend, um, like if they coach an mm -hmm. athlete, like. Do you think that's more important or the highlight videos and stuff being shown at the CrossFit Games during between events and stuff? Like I, I would rather see that at the CrossFit Games than the very few that would show up at the – like I think it's more important – to be showcasing that at the pinnacle of our sport, the CrossFit Games, and using all that footage, and uh, while people are all eyes there, because let's face it, people all the eyes won't all be there after the the CrossFit Games for all of these individual events. So why not at the CrossFit Games use that platform to then showcase this is you know some of the highlights of the adapted stuff, and then people are watching that, and then these highlights of the Masters, and you're like, holy crap, that's you know could be my grandma out there. Um, like, I think that will be more important than getting a few games athletes showing up to your event personally. Yeah, I can see that. Well, before we move on to the games, um, I got to highlight wad zombie member for 13 months. Uh, thank you so much for your support and you can be a member too, just by hitting that little join button down below, support the show. Helps us to get our coverage and get to events and do wrap up shows and all that kind of stuff. So thank you, Wad Zombie, for your continued support. Um, so then we go to the games. And here it's where I think things get a little bit crazy. Well, actually, so I talked to Mathilde Garnes this morning, and she said that the way the season's structured now actually makes quarterfinals makes you need to train harder for semifinals quarterfinals to get to semifinals and actually semifinals is a better situation because you don't have the big loss and you're better suited to get to the games i'm paraphrasing big time what she kind of said but because in europe you only have those 40 spots that are open to even get, move on. And it makes quarterfinals way more important. And really the, the transition from once you get to semis, that's more natural and you have less competition for those spots to get to the games. Yeah. So they're almost peaking. They're going to have like two peaks basically. I'm just curious because you they push back the whole season. So it's like one or the semis going to be, are they going to be closer to the games? Cause video review, letting people know, oh, yeah. like if, if now you're getting closer to the semis, you gotta be good on your video review too. And like, that's getting close. Are you getting a spot? Are you not getting a spot? Are you booking your place? Like your stuff to the semifinals all of a sudden you're outside and you're inside now because people like, it's just going to be interesting. They just close their window down of, their video review unless they have more people that I don't know about. I really hope they open it back up to the peer review. I was just going to ask that question. Like Carolyn, you've been around long enough that they used to do peer review. If you had the, if you had your judges cert, yes, you had the that never got clarified, but you still always get those people that they're your competition 
and they're going to be looking at every, like you have, it's just like, there's good and bad with that because you have those people that will literally be like, okay, go, everyone that like, they go and message everyone, go look at this video, right? No, no. Like, so I do like the peer review, but then there's also, you know, the, the bats out there. I, I think it's just a great sorting tool. It is. Like yeah. if there's a lot of no's, then CrossFit knows to look at it. Yeah. Right. It just identifies it for, we have to check this one really well. But if it has a hundred yeses, like, okay, it's probably okay. with just a quick look to make sure there's no foul play. And then you have the ones that have a mix of different things that you really are going to have to study. So I think it's, I think they need to do it one because then the videos are out there for everybody to see. That will help yep. a yep. lot of it because people won't try to cut the lines as much because they know everybody's going to see their video. Mm-hmm. And then two, I think it just helps CrossFit sort it all out. Yep. Because they they are not a big team and they need some help. I mean, and it's, it's literally impossible to look at the, you know, if there's 5,000 people signing up like you're not looking at the 5,000, like you, you just, you can't, like, it's not literally possible. Even if you had a big team, you're not looking at that. It's like, you right. don't even know if there's a score or two that's coming in there. Like you, it's because it's an on, like that's the disadvantage with an online competition. It's like, you literally can't follow up on that. Yeah. So I think that that should definitely be looked at again. Um, So then we go to, we go to the games and for the elites, it's not really any different. We just don't know the breakdown yet. Right. Right. Still getting 40 people to the games, men and women. Now where it does change is on the team side. Teams are only getting 30 instead of 38. And we don't know where they're cutting those eight spots from. But you know they're going to ha- have at least one representative from all seven regions. So a lot of those regions only had one. So it's probably back to Europe and North America where they're going to get cut again. The stronger regions. Right. Which sucks because they're not the ones that like they were always above 30th place anyway. So they really, they're the ones that should be going, but they won't. Yep. How important it is, is it to have global representation for growth? Do you think that really to watch your country have a team that goes and gets demolished at the games. Does that incentivize you to go to an affiliate? I, I don't know. I, I'm, unless no, unless you're like a great athlete that you're like, okay, like I need to, we need to get more people. Like if you think you're great and you could make that team better then you would maybe go sign up, but I would hope you're already there. Um, I, I think that's where the semifinals are the more, more, more important and why there shouldn't, shouldn't be cut so strict to like 40 at in Europe, because that is the breakout scene. That is where you're going to get, like, I've, all, I've always been a proponent of the world. Like I wish every regional would every semifinal was the same weekend, same programming and the top 40 move on period. I, I just have always felt that way. 
like go perform at semis. That's your global representation. But the real, the top 40 need to be the actual top 40. Yeah. And like, who cares? I mean, like we understand that like, you know, altitude could play a factor, you know, something is a little off somewhere, but for the most part, like if it, if it can get really standardized as much as we can control, you know, you have different races around the world and it's like your time in this pool could be faster than this pool, but you know, this qualification is still like, it's like the fastest times of the year move on. So I, I would be okay with that too. Like, as long as everything can get controlled, the distances are the exact same. Like there's not a significant difference in the transitions between one region and the, the next Because then that would not work. But if everything in our control can get, you know, the same, it'd be good. Uh, so Help Kenneth asks a good question in, in reference to what is video review, there's probably a scores threshold or something. So the way it worked in the past is you could mark a video one of three things. You could mark it major, penalty, minor penalty, or good. And then multiple people watch the exact same video. And so you, you would have like 30 major penalties, 60 minor penalties, and eight goods. And then CrossFit could look at that and say, well, there must be something wrong here. Because people are thinking either major or minor, but... And they would then review it and have a final determination. I think he's saying there's probably a score threshold before they, like Carolyn was saying, they're not going to look at 5,000th five, place. They probably only yeah. look at the top 100. And that's the, whatever the score threshold they have, that's what they look at. And it's like in the top, you know, 40, you look at all the videos in the top, you know, the rest, maybe you look at two videos or three videos and you're like, okay, they move well. If you look at one video and they're not moving well, okay, let's look a little bit more from this, you know, this athlete's other videos. But if you look at a couple videos and they like, you know, they're moving well, you're like, okay, they probably moved well in their other stuff. I'm assuming that's how they work. They didn't even, they don't even, they only ask for like two videos. And usually it's not even the good workouts that they should be using. Like I had all of mine validated last year. Um, I'm trying to remember like the one year Lex was, uh, at Atlas games. And I think all of hers or maybe three or four of them were at least looked at. That's good. So, so then we, we go to the masters and teens and their numbers have changed significantly. Uh, from 10 representatives of each division, they the teens moved to 30, and the masters moved to 40. And then it's it cycles down at different ages. Let me look just so I hit it dead on. Uh, it's 40 until you get to 50 years old. 50 49. years old, 60 is 30. And then 60 and up is 20. Yes. So <clears throat> I have been a big proponent that 10 was not enough people to go to the games. But my God, the pendulum swung too far. So far, too far. to the other side. <laughs> like that pendulum may be at like 12 o'clock. And this is where I have a huge beef because I go to a lot of these master's competitions 
40 people in each division is all day watching the same event. It's long. All those age groups. It is way too much. And if you want to grow them, get eyes on the masters, nobody's going to sit there through that. Nobody. I have said on the show that the, the games should be 35 to 49 until the other divisions show enough participation to warrant a spot. And I think that those divisions should get 20 to the games. And then it is a watchable event for spectators. And it's a fair competition. I could even go to 30. 30 I would be okay with. 40 too much. And I think the teens to 30 is fine because they only have four divisions. Right. 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 Like, you can get through those pretty quick. It's only four divisions. It's it's less heats than the elites. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but my 40 through all those divisions is, that is painful. I think Lex sent me a thing like, there's going to be 480 heats. That's too much. Too much. During the weekend. And I don't so know if it was a, bunch of a sarcastic number workouts. or you did the math. Yeah, that's the thing is you can't, you all of a sudden, those long workouts are harder to put in. I mean, there's more registration money. So that's, that's a bonus for the legends, but there's just so many heats to watch. Like even at the games when I was watching, so there's a couple days that I could, that I had time to watch like the masters and the adaptive. And there, there's one workout that they were doing a similar workout. It was the finale. And it was actually, it was just a six minute one. And that one was exciting to watch. And even towards the end, I was like, geez, I've seen like, you know, the 30, the 35 the 40, the adaptive. And I was like, this is long. Like the whole day doing that for every single workout is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And so that was a six I, minute workout. Mm-hmm. I worked the 17 games. And when, and I think they had 20 per division at the games that year. And there was one where they had to run 400s and do box jumps and move up and down the field. I swear I was there from like five in the morning till 10 at night. And the same event, it just was brutal. Yeah. But the money, the money that goes into the open is 35 to 49. Yeah. Like over half right. the money right. comes from that group. Those are the people we need to give the best opportunity and the best show for. They're funding this whole damn thing. And now and you're like we, dragging it out too much and it's going to be, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Because so my question in my notes was, what is the goal of the masters? Is it to be all inclusive and to let all the age groups in and get as many people in as possible is it to grow this that aspect of the sport by giving it its separate show or is it just a money grab valid question because 40 is ridiculous yeah it just it got diluted 
a lot now. Too many heats. It should be harder to like, it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's not hard to qualify in that 40 because it still is very competitive, but it's not as like prestigious too to say you're a games athlete. Like when does, like when you just keep adding more people, like it, I think 20, like even in, even in 35 to 39, 20 to 30. And even 30 is kind of a lot. So and then me, after oh, that, 40, 40 to 49, 20. And then up like 10 or 10, five, 10 to 60 and five at 60 and 65. Yep. Yeah. So let me pose this question to you, Jamie. Mm -hmm. It has been your goal to make the CrossFit Games. You have been working very hard to do so. In the time I've known you and a little bit before, you have finished top 30 last year. You finished top 20 this year mm -hmm. in the last year in this age group. Is it diluting your dream that now you just have to be top 40 to get in? Yeah, a little bit. Or are you still going to have in your mind, let me make top 10 so that I know that I would have gotten my game spot last year, like with the regular qualification? Oh, like, sure. is that going to be your goal? Like, let's make top. I mean, your goal is going to be to win next year. Let's be honest. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, to, to crack your first CrossFit games, like, top 10 in the yeah. qualifying round is still. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie though. Like the 25% in the quarterfinals worries me. I am not strong. And if they put a lift in there, that could really affect me. Like programming needs to be really thought out. Yeah. Like something heavy in a workout without it being a max. Fine. Yeah. And that, that's something that Mathilde expressed too. Like 25% means you can fall way further down the leaderboard if you have a hole. If they do a four rep max, four rep max front squat. I liked it, but I know that I wouldn't like something else to be there instead of that. Like, yeah, that hurt me that year. The, like, I probably could have made semis last year, but that the one, 175 bar was just like, just out of my reach. I mean, I did it. I just, that one dropped me to like 200th or whatever. So, yeah, I'm glad you gave us that perspective because. And, and, and the type of lift too, because certain lifts is an easier entry point for people than others, you know, like a max snatch, you have less people or max, you know, less people that are very good at snatch than you are basically at deadlifting or, squatting i don't i don't know if that makes sense but like it's a more it's like when there's a high volume gymnastics like if i don't if someone doesn't do as well there they're not getting as punished as a bad lift because there's way more people that are strong than there are people yep. that are very good at the high skill gymnastics or just fit overall like a yep. type workout it's like whenever there's like a two-part workout where one is a lift and i have to choose between which score if i did it twice it's like you always pick the one that has the higher lift over your fitter one because you're going to get destroyed on the lift every single time. It's an easy call every single time, no matter if you crushed 
the first part of the workout that was the CrossFit, you post mm-hmm. the one that has a higher lift. Yep, absolutely. So um, Kenneth asked this question. From someone who has never done an open, what's the point of having a judge during your open submission if you have a, a video and submit it to CrossFit anyways? One, it's required to be a valid video submission. Two, if you're an athlete, you want immediate feedback if you've missed a rep so that you can fix it on the spot rather than be penalized by CrossFit at a later time and be open to whatever judgment call they may make on that. Am I missing anything elite athletes? If you're doing a submission, not in a, like in a CrossFit affiliate, you don't have to have a judge, You, but you're getting judged online. Okay. The, I believe for the open, that is correct. I think you can just do the video. Yeah. You can for just do the video and you can, for the quarters you need a judge. So for the you open, if, if you were like not an affiliate or if you're doing it by yourself, you're not getting penalized for not having a judge. Like you can still do the open. But then you have to, so if you're, if you don't have a judge, you have to submit a video. If you do have a judge and you're doing it as a CrossFit affiliate, you don't have to post your video with your score in the open. Correct. So LDY2742, most people are complaining that it's too easy. Well, I think this year is the year they need strength testing because with taking 25% fit people should still make it. It depends on how biased the strength test yeah. is. Yeah, I still think you have to test strength. That's that's still very important to test strength. I don't think anyone's saying to not test strength. I just think a very skewed one rep max in a five event can really, really impact the leaderboard. Significantly, that to the point where you could do well on all of the four others and be top forty in the other four, but because you got a eight hundred thousandth place lift, literally my scores last year. (laughs) Yeah, what was it? Two years ago, Jamie, you finished like top twenty in everything but the lift. Yep, and would have been top ten and made the games, except for the lift. Mm-hmm. I think of an athlete. I, it's been that way for me for quarter individual quarterfinals the last two years. Yeah. Like I like worldwide yeah. pretty high scores and then or region wise. Um, but the lift, I'm like two thousandth in. So then I'm outside of making semis. Mm-hmm. And you know me, if I were at semis or the games, I would do better there. Right. And you did make semis this year. You because and you finished top twenty, but yes, you were dinged for that. Lift. I'm talking about individual. Oh, outside of okay, gotcha. You're yes, talking I've open done, division. Open division. I've done the open division um semis both years as well, and that's what happens to me in the open division. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, so um, that's all I have on the season. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Just looking forward to them uh, releasing that rule book in December, um, seeing when the semifinals are, where they are, and then how many from each semis go to the games. 
yeah. I'm just curious with that. Like that's the missing piece for me as an individual, just kind of figuring out where, when, and how many. Yeah. Where and when is, is huge. Like that's what I'm waiting on. Um, it sucks that they didn't release that all that information at once. It's frustrating. Uh, so LDY2742 clarifies by saying, that's why I say the lift in the open with plenty of room to make it to quarterfinals. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I can see what you're saying, but I can I feel like somebody who's still not strong could easily get in because of the top 25%. So are you really are you really getting that true cut line? I don't know. Or or someone that has one good yeah, someone that has one good event and three bad ones cuz they're they're an Olympic lifter or they're a power lifter that are not fit overall get in because in that 25% because they have a top 10 score on a workout. <laughs> yeah. Again, like, and th th I hate to say this, but does it matter they get in? Cause in the 25%. No, it doesn't. Not even, it does if there's another lifting event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but True. in the, in the grand scheme of things, probably not. Yeah. Okay. How long do you think till we get uh, dates and information? Well, they said early December was the was the rule book release. Oh my God, we can't wait a whole month to another month until they figure out how people are reacting to this, and then they might switch some things. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, still waiting on like a rule book of all the movements and stuff that you know probably won't happen either that you've been advocating scott for too and brent and the pfa so my final thought is this crossfit gosh i hate to say you, you need a pr firm because perspective is everything if i think if they would have made this announcement and say listen we're now funding four events the crossfit games we award pit legends. We need to, we need to make more money. So we're doing that by opening up the semi, the quarterfinals. I think people would have taken it a lot better than yeah. just throwing yeah. out here. Like they have reasoning behind it all that they're doing it for us, uh, the community, or it just comes along less genuine than if they would have just said, Hey, we need some cash to get through this. And this is the way we're going to bring in some more cash. We yeah. haven't up the open has been 20 bucks for since we started. We've never raised the price, but we need to get an influx of cash. So we're doing it this way. And I think people would have been more behind it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. For sure. And like, I worked with a lot of the CrossFit people last year, obviously being on the demo team and like, they're a small group, like they're trying to get it right. Um, I wish that they had like more input, I guess, from people out because everything's so like secretive, right? And their little um, group of their little group of people, um, like, and they really do try to get everything right, and the right stimulus and stuff, and like the intentions are there, but I feel like they do lack a little bit of voice and opinions from maybe more people. Um, 
to some, for some of these decisions, right? Um, yeah, that yeah, it but seems like, like they didn't do enough, quite enough research on some of these decisions. Yeah, so like I, I just, I mean, every year there's, I feel like there's, they're trying to figure it out. That's why things keeps changing, and like I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, of course, and I know that they have a small team. Um, but yeah, it's just like, come on, like, it's just every time there's just like, okay, this is good for the masters, but these, like, it's just like, there's always a little bit stuff. That's like, just not quite there. Yeah. I'd be very curious if the PFAA was involved in any of this, had any input soundboarding on this, like 40 for all semis. I'd be very interested not sure. to know that. Well, and I, you know, I've become friends with a lot of the people at HQ and I, and I think they're awesome. They are they're awesome. People, right. So when I say like, they, I only, I want them to succeed. I'm not like here to bash them. I want this to I know. succeed. I'm I like, try, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I hope I'm not like bash. Like they're great people. Like they're, they're trying, like they really are trying. Yeah. Especially like on the sports side, that's who I know the best, you know, like Heather and Keith and. Um, those guys are awesome and I, they're easy to work with. They're great people. And like, I, I just want to know, I'm not bashing them as, as people, but man, just like little tweaks here and there could make this come across a way different. And like, you look at all the different platforms and the podcast and we like, we're all kind of saying the same thing. We all have very similar ideas and it's like, listen to us, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, are listen you, to the are ideas. you any of this? Like, yeah, we're trying to help and we're, you know, finding solutions. Like, I think we're not only complaining all the time, but like, for like, we're trying to provide a solution on what we feel could do versus just like, this is not good. This is not like, there are like, um, yeah, solutions that we're suggesting, I guess. Now, of course, like they could be like, okay, well, that doesn't work for how, because we don't, we don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. Like what we're proposing might not even be feasible for what they're going through as a company and stuff. And we don't know everything. Right. So we're just kind of being like, Oh, here's a solution. They're like, well, it's not, yeah. a, it's, you know, we need more than that. So. Yeah. And, and the steps they took by like releasing a podcast, the minute after they release this information with Chase and Boz to be able to kind of go through it, like that's a huge step in the right direction. But if you've got Chase there who does the CrossFit podcast, Give him the information and say, okay, read this. What are you going to say on your podcast? Yeah, because he could, you know, if let's say the information was re like was released, you know, a week ago and Chase got to talk to different people in the, you know, in the space and get some feedback, then he could go and ask Boz some specific questions on, on stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's almost like a trepidation in trusting outside sources. And, and, and I don't know how, how they've been burnt before. I don't know those inner workings to know how that's come across, but I, I hope that at some point they can trust somebody from the media to give them some input or hire someone that was in the media to come in and say, this is what I would do on my podcast or whatever. 
to attack these, these, this, and this, so you can have an answer for it before you go out there. Yep. So, okay, cool. Well, there was a couple of things that Lex threw up there. I'm just going to throw them out super quick. Noble filed for bankruptcy and they have not paid out the prize money yet. Have you heard that? I heard that speculation. That was like totally tossed out there. They have filed or that's just a speculation? Somebody has just kind of threw that out there as like, a, maybe this is why they're trying to get some money back. Um, what if that, what if this happens? Oh, I forget who she said heard, it. She heard was they it? may be going big. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was Tyler or John or somebody threw that out there and literally just, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe somebody has a little bit more information. I mean, all their athletes are still promoting cool. Noble and. Yeah, they are. I mean, Mail made a post today with her shoes. Justin too. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, don't I think they're always that. late at paying. Like I remember getting paid like in November. Like I think that this is like regular. Like they're, it takes a lot of time after the games for them to go through like drug testing. They go through, I don't even know what else. Like every year I'm like always like, oh, I haven't gotten paid from the games yet. And it's like November. So I feel like this is around the time, end of October, like sometime in November that they would get paid, but I could be wrong, but. I know Colton said on coffee pods and wads just like last week, or was it earlier this week? Whenever it was, he had just got his check from semis. Yeah, most of the time they come pretty close to each other. Okay. Yeah, like they the semis and games. I I think one year it was like within like a week of each other. Like they were just like, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Colton said it was about a month difference. Something like that. Yeah. From last year to this year. The, of semifinal payout. So yeah, yeah. there's that. Um, and I'm going to leave on this. So Saturday is my 12 year CrossFit anniversary. That's amazing. I started 11, 11, 11. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, are, you Saturday doing, are you doing a version of Chad? That's what I was going to ask. I'm not. Um, I actually, I was talking to Cheryl about it. For my goals, that does nothing but put me at risk for injury. My but short I would, leg. I, would, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it to a 20 inch. I would just do stairs. Just regular stairs. That's what, I mean, you just do. You can do right. like 20 minutes or like yeah. fi figure out a number for you that isn't. Like I wouldn't okay. do the twenty inch uh box. No. I just I would regular set up like stairs. Two forty five plates. Two forty five plates, yeah, two 45 either, plates or yeah, something. Like 40, yeah. Even a one forty five plate freaking mm -hmm. or the, and then you just go like twenty five on one way, twenty five on the other, twenty five, twenty five. Yep. Cause that's more that's that would be like a like not a scaled version, because like you look at what Chad is like meant, it's just you know, one thousand, not just but like 1000 stairs steps whatever you want to do right like like right. a lot of our members that will be doing it aren't doing it to 20 inch box they're gonna be doing the yeah, 15 same. 12 like it's just too long same with hard, on, yeah, too hard on some of them too yep yeah like i'm i'm to the point in my life where 
I'm just trying to stay fit. I'm not trying to compete. I'm not trying to, you know, maybe somebody. You could do a partner, Chad. Bring on someone. And then you do one, they do one. You do one, they do one. That's how we're doing it. Or you go one minute and then they go for a minute. So you get a little bit of a rest. And again, your version can be on a a stair or on a 45-pound plate. You know, and someone else could be doing it onto a box and they work for a minute, you work for a minute. And you guys work, you know, you accumulate, you know, 500 each. And it's a fun time to just, you know, suffer together. Okay. Something like that. But don't don't tell Cheryl I'm, I'm saying all this. <laughs> Turn the I'm podcast off, Cheryl. Tell her the podcast you ended, you know, a little bit earlier. Clip it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so – my first workout ever was Murph. I did a super scaled version of it. Um, and then my goal for this year is to do Murph full by between semis and the games. Awesome. So that's why I'm doing all the body weight work now, like getting my pushups at to higher volumes, getting my squats to higher volumes and eventually get the pull-ups back um, so that I can do Murph come next year awesome so yeah super stoked got the fire back um anything else before we go guys there was a drug testing story i think it's a non-issue they're not even drug testing enough for it to matter nope um no and then that fittest thing that's going on that everybody's talking about yeah, we'll doesn't talk happen about that next week for right. a couple of weeks. So we got time to get to that. Yep. All right. Well, thanks everybody. We'll let Carolyn get back to um, report cards. It was a good little break guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've been, I was watching volleyball, like our boys volleyball game after school. I'm like, I don't want to go write this. I'm like, I'm going to go do my groceries, like anything, but my report card comments right now. I'm like, ah, I'll do them. I'll finish them. How late will you be up? Not late. I, I prioritize sleep. All okay. All I'll right. be done. I'll be done. I probably have another hour left. I have no, I have most of it done. I have just maybe 15 or so to do. So maybe another hour. All right. Well, cool. Well, we will catch everybody next week on Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. Bye guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. That's C4Energy.com. And now back to the interview.